Hello, everybody. This is Foxhole Podcast number 15. I am Joe DeLisi, and uh, it's been a little bit of time since we've, since we've done a podcast. I've had a bunch of people ask me, and that's been cool. I like it when people say, hey, when are you going to put another one out? It means that um, you know people are interested, which is always a, a good feeling. Um, but I just haven't had much to say. I think I've said a lot in, a, you know, in the 14 that we've done. And we've interviewed a couple folks, and I think we've done a good job of putting out some good information for, um, for people, generally speaking, and also specifically for financial advisors, which is just kind of morphed into. Um, but uh, that's changed. Uh, I've got some things to say <laughs> now. And as you might imagine, this is specific to the, um, the virus that's going around, the coronavirus, the Wuhan virus, the China virus, the foreign virus, the COVID-19 virus, whatever it is you guys want to call it. We all know what it is. We all know what's going on. Um, and uh, I, I've been, um, you know, I've, I've been honored to speak to um, some organizations uh, over the internet uh, about what I think and, uh, you know, how, how a financial advisor should be operating right now. And that's really the, the point of this podcast is, is how are you guys supposed to deal with this? Um, and almost more importantly, how should you not? And so I was thinking about this this morning um, and I had to I had to maybe pull myself back. It's always it's always a good thing to kind of you know write some notes down, look at it, and try to objectively think about what you're doing and is it helpful or is it not? And because I think that you know I got, I'm getting a little bit irritated, um, maybe a little perturbed, angry, whatever you want to call it, um, about what I'm seeing out there, frankly, um, from from a lot of advisors, some who I know and some who I don't. Um, and uh, you know this is a time where where we need to be leaders. And listen, that leadership is not a natural skill set, I really don't think. I think you acquire it over time. I think you certainly can learn it. But um, there's just no better time to be a leader to your clientele than now. I mean, good Lord, this is, um, this is scary stuff for people. And, you know, market downturns are scary generally. Um, but when it's something like this, it's even worse. So you really have a huge, huge uh, weight on your shoulders. And uh, so I want to speak to it today. And so I'm going to read... Um, some of what I wrote down, uh, maybe to kind of keep me on point, maybe also to keep me away from too much editorializing, which is uh, sometimes helpful and sometimes not. So here we go. Uh, and I titled uh, what I was going to um, talk about with this other organization. I titled I titled the the note that I sent to the um, to their commander in chief. I titled it "Lead Win," and I ripped that off right from. Uh, uh, Jocko Willink and um, you know his whole whatever you want to call it movement or what you know whatever that is that he's that he's doing the man that he is I, I ripped it right off from him lead win um, because after leadership comes winning and without leadership there is no winning it's just not it's you can maybe accidentally win but that's accident is not what we're looking for so um, so here we go for advisors. I think this is an extremely important time for you to do some things and for you to not do some things. Let's start with the do not part first. So these next several points, this is what not to do right now. Not in your meetings, not on your phone calls, not in your emails, not on your social media, not not don't do these things. Number 1, do not speak in talking points. Okay, so everyone out there is saying the same thing, which is generally stay the course. And this isn't as helpful, actually, as something like like this, like phrase it differently, right? So, of course, we don't want our clients selling. 
uh, into markets which you know we, we would assume are temporary, um, temporary downturns. So I would put it something like this: Hey, Mr. Client, this is scary. It is. It's scary. You should be emotional. Um, you know, it's it would be odd, Mr. Client, if you weren't emotional. You are going to be emotional about your money. I am emotional about my money, but you pay me to not be emotional about your money. That's what that's what I'm here to do. Okay, so you need to lean on me right now to help you through this. I'm not going to belittle it. I'm not going to tell you not to be worried. Um, you know, about viruses and things of that nature, but I can speak to the fear that you might have and the anxiety you might have over the market, Mr. Client. Something like that. That's way more helpful than a talking point of stay the course. Um, never sell into a down market. You know, um, and I'm hearing it all over the press and I'm seeing it online. I'm seeing it on Facebook and, and Twitter and, um, and, and advisors are almost doing it like with a, with a smirk. If you know what I mean, um, almost as if like you know how silly people are. And look, guys, your your job is to is to navigate people through emotions right now, not data, right? Not talking points. That is just the biggest mistake you can make. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Help your clients. Help your clients. Speak to the emotion. Engage with them on it. Be scared with them. It's a scary time. I'm not afraid of the markets. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid of people. I'm never afraid of financial markets, right? Because if, if they all went to zero, we got a bigger problem than, than we know what to do with. And we know they're not going to go to zero. We know that. Uh, we know we're going to get through this. But in the meantime, there's some legitimate fear out there. And to pretend like you're immune from it uh, or that they should be immune from it is a big mistake. Okay, so that's point number one. Um, <clears throat> all right, here's another one. People comparing this, advisors comparing this to 2008. Folks, this is not 2008. Nothing about this current market mess is like 2008. Don't compare it to that. In 2008, we didn't have any idea what was going on in the markets. Because you know, as it turns out, the markets were filled with fraud and manipulation. They were broken in 2008. That's what made 2008 so damn bad. Now, some people who are listening to this, may, maybe you weren't in business in 2008 or 2003 or two or you know, during, during any of it, maybe you weren't around this long. And I can just tell you, I have been, I've been around through Y2K and, um, and 9-11 and 2001, two, three and 2008 and Brexit and, you know, crazy elections. And now this virus, and I've been through, um, you know, the other things that we've had Ebola just a couple of years ago and, and, and all the other stuff, right. Even anthrax attacks after 9-11. I mean, I've been through all this before in 2008, is not a good a good example of what we're going through right now. All right, your your clients are going to remember the fear of 08. Point out to them, no, 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 no. Markets are not broken right now. That's the great news. That's the great news. It doesn't mean we're not going to go into a recession. We might. Okay. I mean, people are saying we we probably will. Re- guess what? Recessions don't end economies. Recessions are actually a naturally occurring deal. Um, I don't know if we're going to go into one. Don't predict it. But it might happen. But markets aren't broken. They're not. They're going to be okay if we can keep people from panic. So I would tell them, I would tell your clients, this is way more like 2001, in, in my opinion. 
Because in two, I remember in 2001, look, guys, I was in Washington, D.C., and I remember it. Anybody on the East Coast remembers this, really, the Northeast specifically. We woke up that day. I forget the day of the week. I think it was a Monday or Tuesday, maybe. We woke up, and the sky, I, I've never seen a more blue sky. I, I never. And I was early in my career. It was gorgeous. I was in Washington, D.C., and I was driving um, back over the bridge into, from, um, from Maryland, actually, into Virginia. Uh, and I got back to my... Or no, flip that, from Virginia to Maryland. And I got back to my apartment in Bethesda, Maryland, and uh, just in time for my roommate to you know, be sitting in front of the TV. And we were looking at something that we could not comprehend until the second plane hit. And at that moment, everything changed forever. Boom, moment in time. Came out of nowhere. Like from the average American's perspective, certainly mine, one minute, everything was great. Next minute, everything wasn't. That's what this feels like. That's what this feels like to your clients. That's what these markets are reacting to. Listen, um, for most of us, I mean, I'll speak for myself, like, oh, coronavirus, that doesn't sound so bad. You know, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, SARS sounds bad, swine flu, that kind of, that stuff's scary. Coronavirus, yeah, I don't know. It's the flu? Okay, got it, it's the flu. And, you know, I was sort of like kind of looking around, like, is this a real deal? And then the NCAA said that they were going to not allow fans into their tournament. And that, for me, was the moment. That was the boom. That was the second plane hitting the tower. I was like, whoa, all right, this is for real. And that's what's happening with your clients. Again, this is not a financial situation. This is not fraud and manipulation. This is a moment in time where a hidden enemy that was there all along, we just didn't know it, hit us. In this case, it's a virus. And it changed everything. And so don't compare this to 08. It's not 08. It's, it's much more like 2001. And, and listen, that's probably really good news because when we do beat this virus, you know, when the free market is, is unleashed and we can all go attack this thing and, and figure out a way around it and we recover, um, we're going to recover a lot faster. I would, I would guess I'm, you know, listen, I'm not a micro or, or even a macro economist. I don't, I don't want to predict these things, but I would guess we're going to pop back a lot quicker than even 08. Um, so stop comparing it to 2008. It's not 2008. Uh, listen, don't act as if nothing is going on. This is the one, and I will just kind of get off script a little bit here. I am, I am getting a little bit tired of seeing my colleagues on social media, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and um, uh, you know, basically, basically pretending like this is just one big holiday, like this is Christmas vacation or a blizzard, right? Or, or a hurricane. That's not what this is. This is a big deal. And listen, we're financial people. We don't know anything about virus, especially this one. Now, maybe there's a few one-offs out there. You guys are infectious disease experts by education. Well, I'm not. And the people that I've seen in the financial media who are out there commenting, certainly, they're certainly not. And you're making light of something that that even on your personal social media, that some of your clients are friends with you on, the, on those sites. And listen, they're not taking you seriously. You are losing all credibility. You know, a, a leader, leaders don't laugh in the face of danger. That is a misconception. Because when you do that, everyone else around you who's looking at it and going, no, I think this is a real problem, and you're just brushing it off, they're, your, your credibility is shot. Because what they're saying is either he or she is a liar or they don't know what the hell is going on. And neither of those are good. 
So don't try to uh, don't try to talk about what this virus is or isn't. We don't know. We're all listening to the same podcasts and looking at the same articles and you know coming to our own conclusions. Knock that crap off. I mean, do that in your personal life. But listen, listen on your on your personal pages. Be very wary of how you're making light of this whole thing. People are afraid. Psychologically, they're doing things that don't maybe on the face make sense, like buying toilet paper. But there's a psychological reason why they're doing that. And it's, by the way, it's essentially the same psychological reason why they want to sell all of their portfolio to cash. You need to stand in the face of that. Don't speak to the virus and what effect this is going to have or not going to have on humanity because you don't know. You don't know. I don't know. None of us know we're financial people. All right. Nobody cares what, what movie marathon you've got going on. It's making light of something. It really is. You are in a leadership position. I know it's your personal Instagram or your personal whatever, but I know most of the people, most of the financial people I know, um, their clients follow, you know, on their on their personal pages, and they're they're out there looking at you, going, I don't know if this person's taking this seriously enough. Maybe keep that stuff to yourself for the time being. Making light of the situation is not smart. Be a leader, all right. Take it seriously, even if it's a nothing burger. And God bless it. I hope it is. I hope it is. Maybe it is. Don't. Don't make light of it because most of your clients are fearful. And if they're not, they probably will be in the next week or so. They probably will be because the math is kind of playing out that a lot of people are going to get this thing, right? So it's scary. It's okay. And, and don't, you don't have to speak to that. You don't have to talk about how scary it is. That's not what I'm trying to say. Just talk about what you know, which is finance and markets and insurance and whatever it is that you do. Talk about that stuff. That's what people are looking for. Last thing of what I would tell you is not to do, don't share charts and data, please. Again, this all goes back to the same thing. Like People are afraid. Making fun of their fear is, is silly. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't help you. And like I know a lot of, a lot of financial organizations are sending to their um, representatives these, these things that they can share with their clientele. And I, and I click on it, and I'm looking through them, and they're so... <laughs> They're so predictable. It's like, well, when when SARS hit, this was the bounce back. And when this hit, this was the bounce back. And when the flu pandemic of 1918 hit, this was a number. Listen, people are emotional. All of us are generally anyway. Generally anyway, it's how we're making our decisions, not logic. We think it's logic. It's not. It's emotion. In a situation like this, that ratchets that emotion way up off the charts. And you combating that with data not smart. Maybe on a one-off situation, like you're in front of a client, you're having a conversation, and they're asking you for data points, right? They're, they're being very analytic about it. Great. Have the data available. You should have that stuff anyway. But to just share that and blast it out, it, it makes you look callous. It makes you look uninterested or, or at least tone deaf, in my opinion. This is all just my opinion, right? So they're emotional, be empathetic with them. Not logical. Logic isn't going to beat their emotion anyway. So don't share that nonsense. Write your own stuff. Emotional, empathetic. Speak to behavior. Speak to how you're going to help them get through this. That kind of stuff, okay? All right. Enough of what not to do. These are some things I think you should do as a financial advisor. Obviously communicate, but communicate the appropriate amount. All right, so don't 
don't like if you don't communicate at all. And I don't think there's many people that I know in our industry that aren't going to like contact their clients right now. That would be kind of foolish, and I just don't think that that's the case. I think it's been beaten into us enough as a as an industry that you need to get, stay in touch with your clients. So I think you're probably communicating, but there's a there's a flip to this too because if you don't communicate, you look aloof. You communicate too much, and you look frantic. <laughs> you look panicked. So you know, be get kind of careful about how you communicate, uh, or how often I should say. Pay extra attention to those who are new to you in the last one, two, three years or so. See, because they don't really know you yet. This is from a client perspective. They need to see that you're calm under stress, that you're a serious person. You're not panicked, but you're a leader. You're serious. You're taking this seriously. And they've not been through any kind of bear market or, or catastrophe with you maybe yet. Um, maybe, they, maybe they don't even remember like the 2018 See, this is kind of funny. Like I've had, I've had clients tell me, well, we've never seen thousand points swing in the Dow like this, but we, we did. We saw this in 2018 in February, not that long ago. And those are people that have been with me through that. So imagine the clients who, who are new to you and they weren't your clients back even then in 2018 in February, January, whenever that was, they don't know how you're going to react to this. So sp- spend some extra time with them, email, phone call, whatever it is, however you're going to do it. Um, because they're going to need a little bit of extra attention from you, would be my guess. On your personal balance sheets, talking specifically to you advisors here, make no mistakes that you wouldn't want your clients to make. Right? I mean, that seems obvious, but don't panic. Don't sell off your portfolio. But at the same time, I don't think I'd be making any large decisions right now. Right? So maybe it's not time to to buy a new house, like right this week <laughs> or tomorrow. I'm not saying never for the next months, six months, to, of course not, like we're going to recover, but just maybe just hit the pause button for a minute. Think it through. Maybe it is the right time. You know, maybe it still is. Maybe it's the perfect time. Maybe you've prepared for it. You've got plenty of cash. Great. The point here is this. If it was right six months ago or six weeks ago, then it's okay. But if you're reacting to something right now, because of what's happening, uh, be careful with that stuff, right? Hey, I'm going to buy a house right now because everyone's panicking and maybe I can get it for a good price. When you weren't considering that six weeks ago, maybe not smart. Um, so exactly the same thing you would tell your client. Um, you know, accept the fact that this may not be the best year of your business in the history of your career. Who cares? This has nothing to do with you. I mean, I, I can't... I, this, listen... I have had three or four conversations, which is three or four too many, of financial advisors that I know who wanted to talk to me, and they want to talk to me about that. You know, what are they going to do about their business? And listen, I get it. You're a small business owner. I'm a small business owner. Yeah, we're going to have to figure this out. But listen, again, you're a leader. Leaders eat last. This isn't about your production. This isn't about your your fees or your what you're going to sell or what product. No, 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 no. Your clients, they're, they're hurting. A lot of them are hurting. And if they're not, thank God, but they might in the next month or two. Let's just say this whole thing gets worse, right? I mean, they're, they're hearing the same stuff I'm hearing and you're hearing it could get worse. If that happens, expect a lot of your clients to really be afraid. So let's not worry about your production year your business year, your, your fees. Let's not worry about any of that. Let's just do the right thing. 
Just stand in the void between panic and calm. Just be the leader. Everything else will take care of itself. And it may not be in 2020. All right, but trust me on this. I've been doing this long enough. I've been doing this since 1998. You do the right thing. You 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 are the leader for the people. You your business will work just fine. This is how free market capitalism operates. And that's just a fact. So remember, again, not about you. Not about you. It's about your client. So obvious, but look, we're all human. We got to remember these things. Um what else we got here? Uh, hold on, I got to pause here and type in my password. Technology is awesome until it isn't. There we go. Um, let's see here. Deal with market emotions, but don't... This kind of goes into what I was saying a second ago. Deal with market emotions. Don't leverage people's fears. Um, this should go without saying, uh, but I, I, will, I will make this point. And I, I wish, again, I didn't have to. I've been out traveling the country since 2007, um, teaching financial advisors how to be better financial advisors, and, and maybe it was 2006, whatever it was. I remember distinctly in 2008 and nine, and then the, the, the comeback from that, I kind of sat on the sidelines and I watched colleagues of mine who would sell products that weren't inherently bad. I don't believe there's any inherently bad product, but... They were selling them based off of the fear of the client. Like they were leveraging clients' fear to sell products. Um, I obviously think that's a horrible idea. That's a horrible idea. You know, look, again, if those products were appropriate six months ago, fine. Sell them now. Place them on the balance sheet now. But if they weren't, don't use your client's fear to push things for, for quick you know, quick business. This is a horrible idea. This is so obvious. Again, hopefully Hopefully, everyone listening to this is rolling their eyes and saying, I would never do that. Um, but I've seen it enough that it, it, bears, uh, it bears being said. Um, so, look, understand this. If, if you weather this storm in a way that you can be perceived as calm, rational, and, and a well-thought-out leader, a serious person, um, then, you know, you're, you're probably going to hurt a little bit in the short term, but you are going to win big time in the next two or three years, big time, because people look for leaders in uncertain times. They crave it. So stay principled. Okay. Don't, don't change your approach. Don't, don't radically alter what you're doing in terms of how you manage people's finances. Um, use this time to get more streamlined, maybe understand technology better and use web-based and video-based meetings, if, if that makes sense. Um, like I've always said, write a lot. Not necessarily to clients, write, journal. Write down your thoughts, what you're going through. Find a team. We've talked about it many times on this podcast. Find a team of people around you who are also principled, well-thought-out, serious leaders um, and engage with them. And let's go back and forth because I tell you what, like this is a huge opportunity over the next three, four, five years um, to really make a name for yourself as somebody who was serious in the face of uncertainty and, and, and fear. Um, and I'll, I'll just end with this. Really, again, I want to go back to kind of the stuff I said at the beginning. Look, guys, be very careful what you're sh- sharing on social media. Um, just nobody needs to understand what you think 
about viral infectious rates. Nobody cares. Um, they don't believe you anyway. It's just conflicting information. And, and don't do it by accident or like, you know, on the side, meaning you're, you're posting how unafraid you are of this whole thing. Good. Look, I'm glad. I hope you're not afraid. I don't want people to be afraid. I want them to be prepared. You know, I think there's a phrase out there, be prepared, not paranoid. That's a cool phrase. Like, do that. I don't want you to be afraid. But at the same time, you have to understand that there's a, a huge segment of society out there that is afraid. And they're sitting on the sidelines watching you make light of it by the way that you're communicating around this thing. That is not helpful to you or your client. Be mindful of it. All right. This is a very unique time. Very unique. Again, much more like 9-11 um, than 2008. Much more like 9-11. And again, if you were in the business or not, and you remember back to 9-11, I mean, listen, there were some ridiculous reactions to that. Price gouging on gasoline, you know, in the Washington, D.C. area where it went up 15 bucks a gallon like that day. So obviously stupid and, 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 and wrong, but it happened. You know, people out there um, who just just all of a sudden they hated everybody. Everybody was suspect, you know, and, and just irrational stuff that we look back on it now and we kind of laugh at it. But look at the time people were doing it. And if, if you go back and you look at the people who are doing that and that were that were not taking a strong leadership position, they were laughed off the stage. Let's not be that. All right. Strong, principled calm leaders. And if you don't know what to do, because listen, I mean, <laughs> this isn't like an innate thing that we're all supposed to just know, especially if you've only been doing this financial advising thing for a short period of time, I wouldn't expect that you do know what to do. Well, reach out to some people. You, know, you can reach out to me. We've, we've got um, you know the Foxhole Partners website. We've got the Facebook page. Um, you reach out to people. Ask them, what are they doing? You know, what, what, should I do this differently? Get their opinion. You don't even have to take their opinion. But just get some opinions. Um, so that's all I have to say for today. Uh, hopefully it's been helpful in some regard. Um, and uh, listen, just keep your wits about you. We're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Do the right thing. Uh, stay calm out there.